Oh, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you have your way, Lord, in this place. Lord, I pray over the next few moments that there is sufficient faith that chains will be broken in this place. I pray over the next few moments that there is sufficient faith that the captive is set free. I pray over the next few moments as your word goes forth that there is a freedom and a liberty in which we can step into the holy of holies and hear, listen to me, hear the very word of God speak into our spirit. If you will agree with me right now, say, let it be right now. Lord Jesus, let that faith and that expectation be loosed. Lord, not because of wise words that are spoken, but simply because of your word as it is preached. Let there be an expectation. Let there be faith that is loose right now in the name of Jesus. I don't like to talk to him very much, but Satan, you have no authority in this house right now. I don't care what you've spoken to individuals in the past. I bind you right now and in its place. I lose the glory and the liberty of the sweet name of Jesus that people can respond with uplifted hands and they can hear your voice. Lord, let it be loose right now, your spirit in this place. a number of years ago I heard a message from Brother Jeff Arnold don't get worried I'm not going to try to preach it but I, I, it's just all morning and as I talked to pastor it was on my mind and I, I can't get away from it so I'm going to direct your attention to Romans chapter 8 and verse number 38 for I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate me. I have to have to put myself in there. Shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Jesus our Lord. Come on, there, there's something that's getting ready to break loose. And it may feel like all of hell is against you. But I've come to tell you by the authority of the word of Jesus that it's not going to happen. I don't care what's been whispered into your ears. I don't want what's care what's what kept you up at night and the dreams that you've had that are reoccurring and reoccurring and reoccurring. I'm here to tell you this, that God is in this place and his arm is not short and he is not weak, but God is powerful in the sanctuary today. Hallelujah, yes, Jesus. Lord, yes, Jesus, yes, Jesus. My, 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 my. You can be seated for a few moments. 
I'm going to try to get out of the way, and then God's just going to do. And it, it's not, Pastor preached it so, or taught it so beautifully this morning. It is not by uh, uh, some wisdom of words. It's not any of that. It's simply that when the word of God goes forth, it is not crafty and trying to create an emotional appeal, but it is simply that the power of God is loosed when the word goes forth, and there is nothing that can stop it. What a powerful message from Paul who wrote here in Romans. And we often recognize that we war not against flesh and blood. Everybody said amen. But against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. But Paul reminds us. You have to understand many of the things we face in our Christian walk, we can't see. And so sometimes we don't even know exactly what we're dealing with. And somebody, it just it looks like a person even. But here, let me tell you this, that Paul is writing. He said, you're not going to understand everything. He said, but one thing I've got to get clear through you, that he can't touch you. There's nothing that Satan can do to separate you from the love of Jesus. There's nothing that he can put in front of you uh, that will somehow make God um, I'm going to get ahead of myself we back up just a few more verses verse 35 who shall separate us from the love of Christ shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword None of those sound very good to me. Verse 36, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things, Satan, there's some things that I've been facing that I didn't ever want to face. I didn't ever want to have to go through, but the Word of God says that in all these things, there's some things, there's some sickness, there's some battles that I've had to face. But the Word of God says that in all these things, Paul writes, we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. I don't care what you're facing. Oh, I, I care. Don't get me wrong. But it doesn't stand a chance against the power of Almighty God. You know, at times we become fearful about so many things. We become Doubtful, and I put myself in that when I say we. I'm not excluding myself. But we know the Word of God says that, that, that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And it is probably that latter part that is devil's uh, favorite playground, and that is in our mind. Because in that part, he can begin to show us some things that are not and make us convinced that they are. I'd rather believe what God begins to show me some things that are not and they become. But, but, but Satan works in that battleground of our mind as well. And fear can begin to grip our hearts. And love begins to slip away. And hope of any spiritual power is dashed. And we get to that point that, oh God, I thought you said nothing shall be able to separate me. Why do I feel the way I feel? Why am I having to face the things that I am having to face? God, why have you deserted me? God, what's going on? 
Oh, because we have allowed some of the voices into that sacred place that God says, I desire to give you a sound mind, but we've allowed other things to creep in there and began to taunt us and begin to tell us things, and it's destroyed our confidence, and it has brought doubt. And we are presented with one fearful thought, and uh, we are confronted maybe with a whole day of uh, fearful thoughts, or maybe we go even a little further, and it feels like an eternity that it just seems like wave after wave after wave begins to crash over us. And we begin to question, how could Paul write what he wrote, that nothing shall be able to separate me? Because right now, that's not the way I feel. That's not the things that I see. That's not the way things that I hear in my mind. Suddenly we question God, we doubt His Word, and we generally give up on Him. And God, you said neither height nor depth, nor thing present, nor things life, death. You know, sometimes I think it's these swings that we have to go through sometimes that give us a little altitude change sickness that we're on the, on the mountaintop one time, and, and then the next thing you know, it just seems like something comes in and knocks our feet out from underneath of us, and we find ourselves at a new depth at which we've never been before. And then Paul's writing, he said, you got to understand whether you're on the top of the mountain or in the lowest valley that you've ever been in, you've got to understand that that I'm still there. But God, that's not what I feel. Suddenly, we can become so intimidated that we don't even want to pray. We can become so taunted by the enemy of our soul that we're afraid to speak faith because we no longer can believe it ourselves. And we're tempted to give up on positions and give up on appointments. And we relegate ourselves and we remove ourselves from a God-appointed position of a prayer warrior into a lower level of a chair warmer. Only if we're there. How did all of this happen? It's because there was the height and then there was the depth and then there was things that were here and then there was things that were on the horizon and I got so overwhelmed and I just don't understand how could God leave me that way am I speaking to anyone right now how God could leave me the problem we have is what Paul said Paul never said that there would not be trials in fact he said, we're killed all the day long. But then he still, the very next verse, he said, but we're more than conquerors. How can you have it both ways? How can it be that you are killed all the day long and still you can proclaim, I'm still more than a conqueror? How can that be? The power is loosed. In three little words that we find in verse 38, just three little words that allows power to bind spirits and foil their plots. The power and authority to loose things. The power that even though it feels like you are wading through the depths of hell, but something washes over you and you say, you know what? I don't have to take this. I don't have to believe everything that's whispered into my ear. How? How does that happen? What allows us to break chains even though we're going through our own battle? What allows us to lay hands on the sick and they recover even when we're facing our own sickness? How does all of this happen? There's just those three little words. I am persuaded. I am persuaded. 
Let me break it down this way. The question has never been, is God able? The question is, are we convinced that he's able? I can tell you, my God, I can go to the Word of God and say that He can raise the dead. I can go to the Word of God and say He can deliver those that are bound, even found naked wandering through the streets. And we'd say, how could God do anything? But my God says He can do anything. How, how, how is that I am persuaded? It's not that we have to question, can God? But it is, can we wrap our brain around it enough that we can believe I am persuaded? What allows you to pull down strongholds when you're going through your own valley of the shadow of death, it's because I am persuaded. What allows you to grab hold of some spirits that have been taunting your family, even though you haven't got the deliverance you've been praying for, it's because I am persuaded. I am persuaded. I am persuaded. I think somebody needs to say that. I am persuaded. I am persuaded. What can cause us to act like such spiritual giants from 10 to 1 o'clock on a Sunday? And somehow, I find, I'm talking about me, Pastor Jason. At times, I find myself in a spiritual corner, cowering, saying, God, where have you been? Where are you now? But we have missed the resolute power of a made-up mind that says, I am persuaded. Devil, I... I know the news. I heard it with my own ears. You don't have to tell me anything. But here's something that I've learned that I am persuaded. I am persuaded. Devil, I'm giving serving notice that faith is already loosed in this place. And someone... Someone that has been wrestled to the floor and it seems like you are chained down oh, with so much doubt and so much fear. There is faith that is loosed in this place right now that I feel like chains can begin to break. When you say, you know what, Pastor Jason, I think you're right. I'm persuaded. I'm persuaded. I know I've got my own demons. I know I'm dealing with some things. I don't even know how God himself could work it out. But this one one thing I know, I am persuaded. I am persuaded. Oh, come on, just for a moment. There's a spirit that's moving in this place. Let there be a liberty that is loose right now. I speak against every bondage. I speak against every fear. I speak against every doubt. I take authority over it right now by the name of Jesus. And let it be broken in this place so that somebody out of their lips can say, I am persuaded. I, I know the sudden fear that can be so gripping. I recognize the severity maybe of a phone call and what that means for your family. And so don't underestimate, I'm not just sticking my head in the sand and saying, God's able. No, I am persuaded. I am persuaded. 
I'm so persuaded that things sometimes, I just want to speak things that just seem crazy to anyone else. I got to whisper them because I'm afraid pastor who is also full of faith, he might hear them and think, what in the world has Jason been reading? I just want to be so fully persuaded. See, I know some boys who were not careful to answer their king, and he said, whether it happens or whether it doesn't, this one thing we know, that our God is able. What were they saying? You know what, king? I don't care what happens to me personally, but this one thing I know is that whether he delivers me or whether he doesn't, it doesn't change my resolution that I am persuaded, that I am persuaded. How can a man that has lost everything and be hanging down his very life by a threat and lost everything that he holds dear? And then he began to say those words that though he slay me, yet will I trust him? What is he saying? I can see just as well as the next person that I've lost everything. I can understand it, and I'm not sticking my head in the sand. I just, I've made up my mind, Pastor, that I am persuaded that nothing can separate me from the love of God. Oh, Pastor Jason, if I knew, if I knew that I would make it through the fire, I can make, I can stay, make statements like that. If I knew that, that I was going to get restored, everything that had been taken from me, I, I, I could have faith like that. No, you failed to understand. None of these individuals had any inkling that their utter destruction was not but just moments away. But something inside of their heart is what Paul was trying to get across to the church. He said, you've got to make up your mind that no matter what's on my horizon or no matter what is facing me today, I am persuaded. Oh, the doctor says it's impossible. You can't do anything about it. It's not reversible. Oh, you've got to understand, I'm not bound by what your doctor says. I'm bound by what God, by what God is able to do. And so here's what I have to say. I am persuaded. Oh, God can't put this back together. It's too far gone. Oh, you got to understand, I am persuaded. Oh, the mountain's too high. I am persuaded. The valley that I'm having to walk through is too low. I can't make it. No, you've got to understand, I am persuaded. Can I be honest? We let Satan get away with way too much. I'm praying a holy boldness comes over this place when it when faith is loose. It's already. I'm praying for a holy boldness that comes over you because he, he's already spoken so many things that we've taken for granted and we just start to believe it, and so therefore we start to fear it. And 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 and, and uh, understand, Jesus Himself said that the gates of hell shall not prevail. I'm persuaded. I'm persuaded. I'm persuaded. My question today, I can sympathize with what you're going. I understand tragedy. I understand heartache. I understand how it can beat you into the ground. I understand how it can bind you, and you don't even know what to do. But if you could get to a point that you could just stand up and say, you know what? I'm persuaded that now whether it's life or whether it's death, I'm persuaded. Whether it's height or death, life or death, whatever it is, I am persuaded. As we all stand in this place right now. I don't know what 
the devil has spoken into your ears. I don't know, forgive me the way I said, I, I don't, but, but understand where I'm coming from. I, I don't care what hell it feels like you're walking through right now. My God is still able. I don't care where he or she is right now. I am persuaded that my God is still able. I am not good. I gotta stop. I, as a young hunter here, here, just understand this illustration. I, uh, as a young hunter, my dad always told me you gotta be very, very careful when you go check on that animal that you think you've bagged, because when you get an animal that's cornered or when they're injured, you don't know what's gonna happen. And and in our mind, we think that I've got the superior power. They're just gonna cower down, and they're just gonna give in. And they're just going to let me do whatever I want to with them. I found out more than once I got a surprise. There's something that came over them. It was almost like a supernatural power because in reality, every drop of blood was no longer in their body. How could they continue to run? It doesn't make sense. What are you saying with all those grotesque things? I don't care how beat down you feel. I don't feel how cornered you feel. I, 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 wanna, I almost want to get behind somebody and push them out into the presence of God to, and just say, hey, say this, I, I am persuaded. I am persuaded. I'll let faith be loose right now. I am persuaded. I'm opening up this altar right now. I, I, I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're going through, but here's what I know. That God said it's not by whether or not he's able, but it's whether or not you can believe it. It's not whether or not he can deliver. He can deliver. He can heal. He can raise the dead. But can we believe it to the point that we say, I am persuaded. And then it doesn't matter what we go through. We will confound hell so much. They get so frustrated. And they say, what can I put on them now? Because everything we've tried doesn't seem to work. How can that be? Because I am persuaded. I'm opening up this altar really quickly. If you are in that place, I've got to have something. I feel like I've been backed into a corner. I feel like I've got nothing left to give. I feel like I can't do it anymore. I feel like the devil's already won. I've come to tell you this. I am persuaded. So when, I, when the church begins to lay hands on a brother or sister, there is going to be a transfer of faith, and things are going to start to happen as I lay hands. It's not because of me, but it's because of the Word of God and that I am persuaded. Well, come on. There's more than that. God showed me some things. There's more than that in here right now. Come on. We're just opening it up for another moment. I am persuaded. I'm persuaded. I'm persuaded. All right, now I'm asking very, very quickly, church, I need you to come in very quickly, and I want you to speak faith. I want you to.